Hello everyone and welcome back to your favorite podcast. I'm your host Ivanka Zinberg and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about government censorship. Let's start off by saying that government censorship would limit the growth of inappropriate information and content. This would benefit us due to the major impact created on every aspect of the world. Most frequently being noted, yours truly, the internet. According to UK essays, the government stated that the biggest issues and arguments presented so far by the government in support of internet censorship have been issues relating to preventing access to illegal content such as child pornography, racism, fraud terrorism, religion, etc. While reading over these articles, I noticed the large amounts of arguments that it had generated. The government also mentioned that Warnings are being posted on university networks about the effect of upload file sharing from colleges, which prohibits links to such materials and websites. Companies prohibit staff from accessing messaging services, networking websites, and other locations at work using firewalls and ISPs. These filter possible dangerous content either because of malware or just to keep their network secure and uncompromised. This could even be as small as a virus in this situation. Now let me ask you this, why is the general then so opposed to the internet being blocked by the government? Could it be because some may say at the moment it is as limited as space in an elevator? It may be fair to state from what it seems like, the public is just not equipped for the drastic spectrum of internet regulation. This will result in a government-controlled internet internationally for the risk that the public could lose its quote-unquote freedom of speech. Many assume applying censorship is as innocent as the devil. Oh my. These were some exact examples given to us by the government, obviously being a bit biased due to the secrecy and privacy of the actual government. But I want to sidetrack to more actions mentioned by the general public. And we're back talking about actions mentioned by the general public. Although there happen to be plenty of so-called disadvantages seen in government censorship, I believe that the benefits could possibly overrule those, taking under consideration that safety always comes first. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for teaching me these valuable lessons. Anyways, this symbolizes more peace. Internet censorship limits identity thieves' ability to obtain data on you, and let's be honest, we all want that. This ensures that your medical history, social security number, and driver's license will be secured from being stolen. It provides law enforcement strategies to make preventing or restricting certain activities simpler. Today on the internet, you can find a lot of wonderful things, but there are still certain corners of it that display the darker aspects of human life. If you know what you're looking for and you're going to the correct places, please stay safe because there's still corruption, violence, illicit drugs, and many more things that are available and so easy to access online. It is a form of internet censorship to impose restrictions on certain acts or phrases when it aims to protect vulnerable communities. Not to mention teachers in school are always talking about finding reliable sources, while for you guys to know, 60% of the web traffic that happens every day comes from people, regular strangers that we see walking every single day outside on the streets. Bots, AI interfaces, crawlers, spiders, and other types of technology make up the rest. Pages, blogs, and videos are a lot of ways to build that up and make fake facts look true. 
In order to seem like it, someone is saying or doing something true while they are not. Deep fake videos will distort pictures and audio. Deep fake tech could lead anyone to weaponize imagery for political or malicious purposes. Censorship can stop this. Majority of the safety aspects and government censorship that benefits children includes some very mature topics, especially for us te teenagers. As stated in Tatari Taiwanu, teenagers are more vulnerable online as we tend to use the computer unsupervised and are natural risk takers. Some of these potential threats include inappropriate material, exposure to sexually or violently inappropriate material that may cause serious emotional and psychological trauma. Internet pornography may be really distressing and confusing for youth, purposely or accidentally. Now this is where it gets even more serious. Grooming, when a person attempts to develop a relationship with a young person so that they can manipulate them in any type of way, most commonly sexually. In certain cases, pedophiles use internet networks before scheduling a face-to-face -face meeting to obtain the interest of a child. Cyberbullying, receiving or being removed or embarrassed online by peers with offensive or hurtful texts, pictures, or videos. This may relate to feelings of insecurity, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. Okay, now hear me out. I know that may have been a lot to take in, but with the information that I stated previously, these are some important reasons as to why government censorship should be implemented more. This doesn't mean that the government should completely take over the internet, but maybe just secure it a little bit more, especially for our younger audience. Even a higher percentage of lives could be saved due to the increase of websites being monitored. Nevertheless, incorporating this into a real subject matter for the government to analyze, the high amount of negative opinions stating their freedom will be taken away completely disagrees with the censorship. Although I do agree that there are pros and cons to both viewpoints, taking censorship seriously will help every younger generation coming after us. That's the end of this podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening and tune in until next time. Bye!